Hey, thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of the Next Explorers podcast. My name's Jordan, and I'm so glad you're here. You know, it's just been a dream of mine to do something like this and to share a space with, you know, just visionary men and women from around the world to see what keeps them curious. And some of these people I've met, and some of them I haven't, and uh, it's just been a real blessing to me, and I hope it has been to you thus far. Uh, it's just a chance for us to ask them what they're exploring and what they think is coming next, especially in the area that they've devoted their life to. My guest today is a friend. Uh, he's a worship leader, a songwriter, extremely talented person, Jared Anderson. Uh, he has been writing music that if you're in church, then I bet you've sung a lot of his songs. Uh, maybe Great I Am or Amazed, uh, but my favorite is uh, Wake Up to the Shepherd. If you haven't heard it, look it up. It's good. He's going to talk about worship. He's going to talk about praise. He's going to talk about desperation for the Lord and maybe what he thinks is coming next for us as worshipers. I'm so excited for you to hear it. Welcome to Next Floors. All right on. Well, Jared, it's good to see you, friend. And uh, I'm so excited that and just thrilled that you're doing this, man. I, I think uh, what a privilege. So how are you, sir? Dude, I'm well. Um, making it through like everybody else and mm-hmm. trying to reimagine the new world yeah. and hang on to the beauty of the old and yeah, right. make it happen. For those of you who are only listening, Mr. Jared Anderson has one of the finest mustaches I've ever seen in a long time. On that's that's impressive. Thank you. Uh-huh. Is it just a Colorado thing, or I mean, where where is this coming from? Um, I just knew it was time to get rid of the beard. Yeah. So I tried this, and I was like, "Yeah, I've never worn a mustache, and I don't know if I want to live in a world where <laughs> I've never worn a mustache." So I had to. Uh, and it's part of the way I feel about the new territory, you know? It's like I'm going headfirst into something. I have no idea Yeah. Um, the outcome. Yeah. So. Well, you know, many of you, many of people like me have been worshiping your songs for a long time, and, and what a privilege that is. But where did this start for Jared? You know, before I ask you some specific questions about today and where we're going and things, but, you know, when did the young Jared Anderson fall in love with music and then all of a sudden it was worship or was it vice versa? You know, where did this start? Where did the journey begin? Yeah. Um, yeah, I fell in love with music pretty early and the church was the main kind of source of that. You know, we didn't really go to concerts and stuff, so there was a lot of energy around music in the church that I was in as a kid. And, um, so that would have been a strong reference point. And, um, yeah, I started taking piano when I was eight years old. And then I got a teacher. My youth pastor was also the worship leader and he also taught piano lessons Nice. and started to teach me how to play by ear and improvise and you know figure out like little licks and stuff you hear on a recording and so 
and then it just became more and more necessary as um, some of the the battles of my heart began to take full shape that I have uh, music to lean on um, as a rescue for uh, what I couldn't I couldn't win in other ways. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, when was the first time you were in a position, not paid or anything, but just you leading other people in worship, you know, where someone would say, wow, he's a worshiper. Yeah. I think I led in small group as a teenager. And then I, I played in youth group piano or keyboards when I was 15. So by the time I could drive a car, it was kind of like I was the keyboard player, you know, <laughs> for the altar calls and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, did you, did that you, guy. Did you mess around with that? Like, cause I've, I've been in this, I've been worship teams before where if you listen really carefully, they're playing like the, the Lord of the Rings theme behind like the altar call. Did you ever go yeah. down there? I never really got into that whole thing. Cause I never, oddly enough, I didn't list, I didn't grow up listening to popular music mm. and that was kind of the bubble. And, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I improvised, but I wasn't like, I didn't do it very facetiously. Yeah. Like I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could play keyboard, but only for that reason. Not so I could yeah. just, just that. Just well, mess with people. You know, we've, we've had time to play music together and things. Uh, you know, a question I've been throwing around this last year and, and asking people is, you know, what is a worship leader? I think there's a, there's a simple level of understanding of that question, but, you know, just from Jared, what do you think a worship leader is in, for you? Um, I think a worship leader is a guide. Um, I really uh, appreciate it where I'm, when I'm led specifically and coached, um, the best picture I have of it is like going to yoga. <laughs> like when you go to yoga and they're like, Hey, just, you know, find whatever position you want. You're like, no, <laughs> don't tell me that. Like, tell me what to do and how bad it's going to hurt and how good it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will thank you in the end. Right. You know? So I want a worship leader not to just be like, you know, stand if you want to, but like, no, this is where we're going. And mm. this kind of work is important. And to have some sense of, of command over the, the direction and a sensitivity to where people are at. Yeah. Yeah. Guide is a great word. And that's true. Yeah. I mean, for us, even as a person who's led worship, I mean, I, I deeply appreciate someone a man or a woman who leads me into a place, you know, and of worship and for myself, because the reward is mine, but they're the guide. That's very cool. Yeah. And I don't, I think it's like a disservice when there's an emphasis on like, isn't worship awesome? Isn't 
like there needs to be just a specific, a little bit more specific direction to uh, yeah. our leadership. Like, um, yeah, that, that take to take the hype out of it, I guess. Um, and focus on like, this is such an opportunity. We, we don't get the, the opportunity to sing together very often. Mm. And, um, it's powerful. Yeah. yeah. It you really know, is. When I, uh, just a few weeks ago, well, you know, we were shelter in place for a while and I don't know the differences between, you know, what's going on in the Springs and, and Napa, California, but first we were at home, we couldn't meet. And then we kind of could meet there for a window. And then I was back on stage, probably for the first time back on the platform with brothers and sisters in Christ in a while. And it just occurred to me, like what I wanted to say most was, man, thank you for allowing me to guide us into a service. You know, here's where we're going to go. Here's what I'm hoping that we find. And I was so thankful. And I don't know if I've really if I felt that, you know, maybe as much as I did that morning in a while, but it's true. It is a privilege. It really is. Uh, totally. You know, um, yeah. The question I wanted to ask you. Just yeah. In- I think having oh, an Easter where we couldn't No, having an Easter where we couldn't gather was yeah. like, Oh, wow. Really is important. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you've been how how many years now guesstimate have you been leading worship? Yeah, almost twenty ish. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What are some of the misconceptions people have about being a worship leader? Um, I don't know that there's a ton of misconceptions. Um, a lot of times they don't think you do anything during the week. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes that's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe I don't. Yeah. Sometimes not. Yeah. Um, what about you? You know, like, I think one of the, one of the misconceptions could be too, that, you know, that worship maybe comes off differently or is easier for us because we like music or like it's a different route to the Lord. Like what about for you? You know, like when you're on stage and you're leading people, you know, and mm-hmm. you, and that's what you're there for, you know, you're also in that moment as an individual human person, you know, what's the, is there a difference for you on stage and off? I'm sure there is, but you, you get what sure. I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think there's like people have like a gratitude when you're like willing to do it honestly and not kind of escape into your own zone or hide behind a lot of uh, scripted phrases and techniques. Um, I don't know the act, just the, the physical act of singing in front of someone else is so much courage. Mm -hmm. Like I honestly like, don't think we give that act enough credit. Mm. Um, I think we're kind of drowning ourselves in a lot of the trappings and tracks and 
lights and whatnot that just to get up and open your mouth and sing is such a powerful act um, that it doesn't need much yeah. around it. Yeah, that's cool. That's true. You know, and I wish if, if we if we kind of let it be, I think it would encourage people to participate more. Honestly, why do you think that? Uh, when people can hear themselves sing, mm. um, it often invites them to their own work of how neglected their own voices. Wow. Which is kind of scary sometimes. Mm. Like, yeah, we sound like a bunch of ducks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oftentimes we don't like, we almost like shield people from themselves. Mm. I don't know if that's a service or not. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an interesting perspective and just, uh, that's something to think about. Probably that's a whole nother thought of is the church a place where we want to drown out everybody's voice or do we want those voices to be heard? You know, that's kind of a beautiful yeah. thought. Uh, I had the yeah. awesome, I had the awesome privilege of coming to one of your writing workshops and songwriters thing. So for those listening, Jared's been hosting now for how many in a row? How many years? We started in 2012. Wow. That's a lot. So it's been a while. So these yeah. writing workshops, songwriters, musicians, I enjoyed my time. I mean, going to the going to the springs, I think just in general was enough to be like inspired by the the beauty of the Lord. But you know, what's uh what's the purpose behind that? What kind of led you to do that? What's what's in your heart about that? Yeah. Um I, I kind of it wasn't until I was invited by a publisher to collaborate with other writers that I discovered kind of this new gift of collaborative writing. Mm-hmm. And as I engaged kind of like regular worship pastors and churches and teens I felt like no one's experiencing this right and we shouldn't need a publisher in order to make the invitation so it really woke me up to like we're always writing collaboratively whether it's just with our environment or with a, an experience or story um, but how can we name that better and, and really share that experience? Um, it really kind of cut back on the loneliness or was, was really helpful. Um, and I wrote things that I never would have written by myself. Yeah. So that's, was just, I wanted to invite people to that process because it's really vulnerable and yet it's a really great way to meet people. Yeah. Um, when you write together. It's uh, an experience like none other. Yeah, it really was. And I, that's, I think that was one of my biggest takeaways. I, st- I talked to some of those people, you know, whether on social media or text, and 
I think for me too, just being around some, wow, just talented people who also really love the Lord. You know, that was mm-hmm. very cool. And, uh, and then some, a lot of those things too, and I don't know if the feedback has been that we had a lot of things still unfinished, you know, that I still, mm-hmm. I still go back to and just look at and tinker mm-hmm. around with. And that's, that's cool. You know, I can't imagine all the songs that come from that. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, one of the things I've loved that you've done in, during the shelter in place thing is you've been leading worship from your piano on yeah. Instagram and uh, yeah. with your kids sometimes, which has been awesome. So, like, what do you think is, you know, tell me about that experience. Like, what's taken place? What have you liked about it? What's been cool? What's the feedback you've got? I know I've enjoyed it. Dude, it's such a commitment. Um, yeah. Because inevitably stuff's just flying yeah right before you get on and (laughs) you know it's it's uh there's just so much opposition to it and yet like just the act of sitting down like reading the scriptures and playing and singing like it's super healing and grounding um yeah i can't wait to we took a break because we've just been doing some traveling and um back and forth uh like moving between our our houses but um so in august i'll start back up when when we're back into the routine but um yeah it was really a gift to just um spend some devotional time and invite other people into it and really like make it kind of small and intimate and also to have guests on, um, to, to showcase their gifts and kind of share that worship experience together. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that doesn't happen on stage as much, Mm. but it's, it was really i guess like a podcast like a a recorded conversation there's a just a beauty about it that um is is costly and yet um really fruitful so i think it did that in my in my kids as well yeah what was that like and learning how to how to like yeah learning how to like marinate on a theme or a song or um yeah it just sets a tone you can't um i think it deepens your kind of your grace and your kind of tolerance for the wrestle that everyone's in Mm -hmm. when you lift your voice and kind of cry out like the psalms and um and lament and call did i leave you yeah i lost you there for a second i'm sorry no worries um yeah more of a tolerance when your children cry out to you mm-hmm. because that's what you're rehearsing is your cry unto the lord like your petition you're like god where are you yeah and um yeah i think that's, that's really great. helpful it's been great and how about as just how about how has it been for you as jared as dad i mean i tuned into a few of those and watching your son sing with you and and your daughter reading those passages. I mean, that was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
just kind of an open invitation. You don't have to do this. Yeah. And yet I'm going to do this and I would love for you to join me, you know? Yeah. And cool. some nights they disappear and some nights they completely surprise you to yeah. where you're in tears. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know, yeah. uh, obviously I wanted to ask you about just, you know, here in California, I'm sure you've heard cause it's, you know, it's like the, the bees knees right now of hot topics of you can't sing and, you yeah. know, and, and, and then, you know, using kind of the word singing and worship interchangeably, you know, you know, yeah. and going back and forth and worship leaders, you know, worship leaders all over California are having to decide some things and going through serious changes in their church. So, you know, you've been in Colorado, you guys have things going, you know, just what do you think about all this and how have you been handling it? And, you know, in your opinion, what, what can what you can say, to, say worship to worship leaders? leaders? You know, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah. Um, some of the persecution is, I've noticed this in myself, like as things bear down and get harder, there's, it's like squeezing the sponge, you know, like, there's some stuff that's going to come out of you. Yeah. Some stuff that's really beautiful that, um, that is like so true. So you, um, and powerful and the way, like you, the leader in you kind of rises up to the occasion. Um, I mean, when we try to legislate, we're trying to legislate people's bodies in order to keep them safe. Right. And I don't know. We'll see how that goes, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I don't know that in, in many ways, like governance, human governance doesn't know its own limits. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're, yeah, we're going to discover what what humanity can take as far as as governance and instruction on i mean covering your face covering your mouth is one of the most personal things you can yeah, do to totally totally and so i also like and in this like i don't a lot of things that i mean this doesn't relate to singing precisely but in many ways it does i don't know how you can talk about the covid the pandemic and the implications of the pandemic and then talk about the protest and civil upheaval and not think that they are in some way connected yeah they're they're completely connected yeah and the more um, we are pressed upon, for better or for worse, for safety or for not, um, some people say it's, you know, it's an agenda and it's controlling. Other people are like, you know, why, are, why is the government so loose? You know, there's both sides. But yeah. um, however you... 
wherever you stand on that, there is going to be a, a, a response and a, and, a, and a cry against it, a, a crying out. And I think that's what we're, we're experiencing. And the deeper the implications on our own bodies and where we can go, uh, the soul begins to respond. Yeah. So um, that's what we're, and dude, no, none of us have the answer, but we, we can walk faithfully with people through this. Yeah. You know, we can do that. Yeah. You're right too. I think one of the things I think outside of knowing the creator, we kind of, the world maybe doesn't see the intrinsic value of our actual body. You know, Christianity really elevates the importance of that so much. So it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make it my temple. You know, one of, one of the things I noticed just being here and we had some, we had some weeks with services, but you had to wear masks, you know, we're taking temperatures at the door, you know, you're checking into NASA and to come into our church and it's, and and you can't see people's mouth, Jared. I mean, you, you, you can't see all of a sudden feelings are gone. I mean, you just can't in a church service see it. And so I led, I'm leading worship, you know, and we're singing whatever it is we're singing. And man, it was interesting, you know, just, wow, Lord, like this, I think you can be, you can get into a place where you're like, well, we're just wearing a mask guys, you know, no big deal. You know, we're just wearing a mask, but something about our actual essence is missing in those moments. It really is like, imagine you and your wife wearing a mask while you speak to each other. You know, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Well, and we're gonna, I mean, in some ways, like, okay, don't sing. You can worship without singing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think we've rehearsed this kind of form and mode, and you know, we have a whole industry around it now. But yeah, but we're gonna have to expand our our vision of what presence and intimacy. We mm. get to discover new new paths in this. And, um, I don't think the old paths will disappear at all. Um, but it's, it's all also good to say like, okay, maybe we're not allowed to sing, but we're still receiving the gift of one another's presence and the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And we're just going to, stand in silence and respond to him and we're going to play some music and you get to lift your own song your own voice you know it's not going to look the way it has we're going to try some new things and um yeah i think there's there's new opportunity in the midst of all this and we're just gonna have to fish for it you know yeah you're right you know and even in that in that reality of you know, is what, what does it mean to be a worship leader now, you know, and do I want to pursue that? I think, I think one of the times I was spending some time with you, you were, you you kept saying the word Sherpa. (laughs) I remember one time you just, you're relating something to being a Sherpa, you know, and you know, those guides that take you up the, what is it? The Himalayas or something like that. 
Uh, Mount Everest, yeah, yeah. Mount Everest and things. Yeah, not the Himalayas. Um, yeah, that's the Himalayas. <laughs> okay, beautiful there. Um, but it's true, like, they know how to get up there, but I can't imagine that it's the same route every time because totally. it's nature, you know, so there's no way, you know, like, yeah. uh, and I've just been wrestling with that, you know, and okay, Lord, like, I still feel called. I still feel anointed for this. I still hear you speaking to me. So, ah, here we go, you know. But telling people in this season, you know, hey, we're not singing, but we want to pray together. Let's take communion. You know, we, mm-hmm. we handed it out in hazmat suits. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, it's, there, there's something. There's got to be those opportunities for us. Yeah. Man. There's a living soul underneath that mask, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it feels like torture on the soul in so many ways. So many, so much so that I don't know, sometimes don't know which is worse, you know? Yeah. The virus or the torture. Yeah. Well, and I think that's true because in a sense, we're two people, we're a physical person and then there's this soul, you know, there's this and the spirit within us. And so like I had COVID, you know, you, you knew that mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, it sucked, you know, but I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> it was the worst, the worst I've ever felt my whole life. But when I was better, you know, I wasn't sick anymore. I came out of it and it was kind of like into the, out of the fryer and into the frying pan because wow. now, now I wasn't, when you get sick physically, you, you get separated from people, right? You're like, you're gone. They, you know, <laughs> my experience, like they, 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 they were doing basically everything with me, but outside of the room. So they wouldn't come in They they call you, the doctor calls you on the phone. You know, you're just like unclean person in the hospital. So, but then you come out of there and now I was in a room of people that I know are hurting, but it's just way less obvious. And now we're all wearing masks. And when service is over, you have to leave. You can't stay. You got you to get out. I mean, so I'm not, I'm with you. On this side of eternity, I think the physical things always, they take precedent. You know, it's like, it's the worst. But I've been thinking about lately, if I were to have lived backwards, if I started, started life in eternity with the Lord, and it's just like, millennia upon millennia upon millennia and then like i get to these 70 80 years like who would i be you know i'd be like man there's just so much there you know but anyway i'm glad that i'm glad that you have that perspective and that's challenging for me yeah something to think about there really is a soul behind you and c.s lewis says that you know there's a every single person you meet there's there's an immortal in them you know because of their soul it's wild. Yes. Yeah. Um, how about this? You know, you've been in the game for a long time. Let me just let me just say a couple, a few Jared Anderson favorites of mine. Okay. I mean, you, may <laughs> hate, you may hate this. You could just mute this. <laughs> yeah. Ready now for sure. I was a kid. That I, I got. I became a Christian so many times to Ready Now. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, you know, I would say Rescue for sure. Amaze, such a wonderful song. Great I Am. 
But, you know, those days in my mind, I don't think, and at least it wasn't, the, the access wasn't as easy, and it didn't seem to me like there was Man, just so much worship music out there. I mean, it's like right. I was listening to Delirious, probably the first band I ever heard. You know, I was like, "What?" You know, like mm-hmm. Sanctify, like that. That song broke broke me in, in half as a freshman. Uh, so them and, and some others, you know, and and then I think when I started to get into music is when I was when I learned how to play Ready Now and Youth. But now, man, I mean, you could. Yeah, I don't even. I'm. I've reached that place, Jared. People are coming to me like, dude, have you heard this song? And I have no idea. I, yeah. I'm just. I'm going back now. I had legitimately the deeper album by Delirious on on my Alexa this week. I, I've given up. Like, I'm not gonna do the the, the chase anymore after the new music. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going back. But when you survey yeah. the world of worship music, like, you know, what do you think of all of it? What do you What do you think's what do you think and what do you think's coming next and how do you feel you know if you if you want to tell me the honest truth and then i just edit it out later <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah i mean no back then no one thought worship would ever be on the radio mm. much the radio? less like at the grammys yeah true you know yeah. So it's cool. Um, and at the same time, like the reach has gone so much further. Mm. And there's been a lot of people now, like songs go around the world, you know? Yeah. And that's. That's just like so beautiful. The access that it's people wild. have, yeah, it's so good. But you know, I mean, um, yeah, a, a genre exists because a lifestyle exists, mm. and that's that's what it takes to launch a genre is people living a certain way as opposed to other ways like there that basis of culture down to like what you do with your time and what kind of games you play and what do you eat and like there's there's just the and now sometimes it feels like the genre is like bigger than the lifestyle you know um and it gets it gets devalued for sure. Um, but that's not to say that the beauty of the lifestyle hasn't changed. Like that's not changed. Just the right. exposure has changed a lot. And so, um, you know, is Metallica a great band, whether they're on the radio or not? Yeah, you could argue they're they're a great band, whether they're popular or not. Doesn't right. matter, right? right? So, yeah, it's hard. It it becomes so big that you can't really, like you said, you can't keep up with all the people that are into it. Mm. Um, But there also is like that sense of like, you know it when you hear it. No doubt. No doubt about that. From anywhere. And then you hear like a bunch of stuff that 
is supposedly worship and you're like yeah that just doesn't sound familiar (laughs) (laughs) sure sure (laughs) i love it when will ferrell he did this these dodge commercials and he's like 25 umpagas i saw that i saw that i know i'm saying it right but it doesn't sound familiar (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like worship music like wait i know i should like this should make sense to me but it doesn't make sense to me yeah it's true you know if you throw in a you just got to know your one-liners so it's like Lift up a shout of praise. <laughs> and oh, no. Throw those in and you'll be sad. I'll tease it. Because, and I've, I've said that so many times. It's so great. Well, yeah, you know, I think I'm just, I'm wondering and in, in, in just looking back on my life and with worship music, oh, the police are coming for you, man. Where are you parked? <laughs> <laughs> Handicap spot. Sorry. You, my bad. This this genre is a lifestyle, Jared. You can't be breaking the law while you're also talking about it. Look at all those sinners. You know, I was think just thinking about all the music and I like what do you think is coming next in worship music? I know that's a big question because I don't think like people saw any any a lot of these artists, Christian or non-Christian, who come in and just blast through. The reason why they make a splash in, in some ways is because you didn't see him coming you know it's just like whoa yeah. i didn't know that i needed this you know and mm-hmm. have you sensed that at all in, in let's just say in the worship genre of music and anything like that yeah um i think Waymaker coming from africa so good but i don't think a lot of people know that they don't know tell that story real quick just because it's important I don't even know if I, I know the story, but I know like, I'm like, well, let me go back a little ways. Like, so John Mark McMillan's How He Loves, right? Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard that, it was a guy on acoustic guitar in a room full of people. And I was in the hallway and people were singing so loud. I was uh-huh. like, what's going on? And he was leading that song. And I was like, well, where's that from? And a guy said, oh, it's this guy, John, John Mark McMillan from North Carolina. And then I dug into like how he wrote it about his friend who died and yeah. no one even sings the last verse. And, yeah, you know, there's this that evolution. And then radio got a hold of it and didn't want to do sloppy wet kiss and all that you know (laughs) and now we just now we just sing it but but there's like all this story behind it and i almost feel like songs need stories like that Mm. in order to live you know there let me say this the way in which you receive something is almost just as important as what you receive no doubt so even like where a conversation takes place is almost just as important as the, what conversation takes place. Yeah. So um, the song Waymaker was written by an artist in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how it made its way, but it so made its way. <laughs> right. Sure did. And 
And it's like this powerful song that's, that's gone all over the world. That's the, there's a beauty in worship and there's like a real, what I love about it is there's such a folk element to it, but mm. like that it has to be singable in order to be passed on. Yeah, it's cool. And I think that applies to all, I mean, you could say it applies to all popular music. You might have a point there, but, um, you know, we don't know what the next thing is, but we've, we've refined and refined and refined the way in which people receive worship music, which probably means they won't be receiving it that way. Right. You know, because it gets devalued and it becomes less important. And now all of a sudden we're singing songs for like three or four months and then we move on to the next song. Yeah, we do. But it is those songs that come with, stories and make a way for themselves like Waymaker, like how he loves that um transcend both they they transcend an industry mm. and they they literally uphold and signify the lifestyle that we are all like drawn to yeah it's true that's so interesting and as you were talking i remembered when i first heard Waymaker. I was living in Grenoble, France, serving with my family, and I heard it in French. And, it, and I was like, no way. And the church was just eating it up. I mean, and I'd never heard it before. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, what was that song? And uh, they did it later on at a worship night in English. And I was, you know, it was just, it's beautiful. You know, it's just yeah. so wonderful. Uh, which is true too, even like you're talking about the way in which we receive music. Cause I, when I was in, before I left college, I stole one of the hymnals from the chapel. But I mean, like that bad boy has remained unchanged, you know, like think about that. Like just like that, we forgot about oceans and we had Waymaker. (laughs) And I, and like, and then oceans came on in my house and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I love you, Lord. Like I love worshiping to this song, you know? And then, and then whatever. I mean, we're just, it's such a wonderful, beautiful combination of Jesus stuff and music. It's just, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's so powerful, man. And I'm not sure that will ever change. You know, like mechanisms change, how we hear music. Yeah. You know, it's wild because you could, and I know you know this, you could record something in your house today and then yeah. put it on Spotify and the entire planet could listen to it tomorrow. I know unreal it's crazy it's crazy and just think about some of the worship songs that we grew up loving and listening to there's a journey it had to go through before it was in the church or anything like that and yeah i just think that's shaped some of the past you know as we go back because now i do think there's a younger generation of people actually discovering some worship music that's been around for Mm -hmm. a long time yeah. I don't know about I don't know if you have felt this since this, but I feel like in the last I don't want to say how long season that I just hear more and more people listening to gospel music. Just uh-huh. it's like from a different place for them, you know. Um, and I know for sure it's resonated with me. I think somebody handed me a few years ago is an Aretha Franklin album, gospel album, and like I it sounds like dude they just set up a mic in a church and just lit the place up with worship. And it was just like, 
oh Lord, like show me this. Like I need this. You know, as yeah. you're speaking to like the tracks and all that stuff is cool. It has its place. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's rad. You know, sure. I'm sure if, I'm sure if you write a song and, and you put it on there, someone's going to make a track behind it, whether you like it or not, you know, but, uh, yeah. it is what it is, but it is, it is a very cool thing. The day we live in I, just a few more things, Jerry, cause I want to let you go. But I love talking to you. You know what? Give me an encouragement. I'm going to ask you just what keeps you curious and what you're going after right now, but just the one last word to some maybe worship leaders out there and they're sitting, they're sitting at home brother, you know, like, and they're thinking about it. Or there's some people who six months ago were on a, on a, on a course to wanting to be a worship leader. And now they're like, huh, you know, like speak to those men and women, those young, those young people, tell them what you think, tell them an encouragement. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, the mechanism is totally changing. And yet the need for, for, for story and for song and for poetry out is like at an all-time high. And the hunger and thirst is like um, demand is going up. <laughs> as supply of intimacy is going down. Oh, wow. So hunger, hunger is going up. The market for intimacy, right. Is going up and, and our mechanisms of that we've traveled on mm. to get that, um, refreshment or that oasis. Like there's a, there's a tree over the road or there's a bridge out you know, on many of those pathways right now. But um, for you, for all of us in this time to continue to write the story that's in front of us and not, um, and not write like for the church or, or for the radio, but to write for the neighbor and to write for um, the person who's sick or <laughs> the person who's lost a job, mm. like to write those personal stories is, and to be specific. Um, I mean, how he loves that last verse. And I thought about Stephen the day that he died like that's the lyric in the third verse i thought about steven the day that he died and um like those are really important and they're never going to go on the confidence monitor <laughs> they're not going to put those lyric that lyric on the confidence monitor yeah and yet the whole reason we have a confidence monitor is, monitor is because those lyrics were written because we got personal, because we got specific, because we have characters like Jesus and Lazarus and Elijah and Moses and Delilah and people that we can wrap our minds around, stories we can hold. Like, that's what we are called to be a part of that's underneath all this marketing, you know, and broad reach. Um this 
the stirring words to speak as God's like, let there be, you know, called forth creation. Like we're creators, we're called forth. Just like God called forth the earth, we're calling forth worlds and we're calling forth healing and, and we can call forth cursing. Like we've been given a lot of power. Yeah. And so I, I just like to those like wanting to lead worship, like just, just begin, like, mm. don't, don't wait for a position or a, acknowledgement from uh receive your acknowledgement from the lord like he is acknowledging you he acknowledges you by putting a desire in your heart right 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 right. when your life is belongs to him he gives you desires and if you have a desire to lead people and you imagine that and you see it in your mind and you thirst for it in your soul like he gave you that Mm. so don't discard it, shame it, hide it. Don't live in denial, right? right? So, yeah, the mechanisms are all changing, but the heart hopefully is getting stronger with yep. the increase of resistance. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Well, lastly, just uh, we get a little piece of what's going on in Jared's brain and what are you going after you know like the reason why we call the podcast and explorers is like just kind of asking and looking what's next and then you know what are you exploring and what are you into you know so what do you what's keeping you curious right now and what are you going after and what are you interested in even if you haven't started yeah um i really feel like i'm supposed to write a, a musical nice it's like a stage show and I've been, I've felt it for like three years and yet I, I have like very little to show for it on paper Mar- recording. And so, oh Lord, maybe it's burning. <laughs> we have to be tossed out before too long, but that's something that won't go away. Um, I'm like writing, <laughs> working on a theme song for a, like a kid's cartoon show yes just crazy um and then what this christmas show that we do every year with a bunch of people from the special needs community kids and adults Mm -hmm. like we're already planning for that and then getting ready for these co-write uh retreat here in the fall so online and one in person so um yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of what's on my plate at the moment. Sorry, it's like raining here. Is it? It never rains here. Can you hear that? No. Oh, okay. Good. No. But it's not it raining hot. here. No. It's not it's raining not. there. No. Well, it's always good to talk to you, Jared. And uh, Bro, likewise, always, man. Always inspirational and uh, always oh. always good and encouraging. And Thanks uh, for the invitation. Yeah, man. And we're looking forward to hearing whatever you got coming out of that co-write. I mean, you should definitely think about having co-write albums, you know, like here's the album from the last co-write. It's got to yeah. happen at some point. We're getting there. I'm uh, yeah. I can't I remember. Just... I can't remember the name of the, of the group that, but when we went to that cafe, 
where everybody got to play some of their songs. There's a couple yeah. songs in there that I was like, oh man, <laughs> that wow, wow, like it was so good. I was so sad that we were kind of just showcasing them at the time, you know, and, and there was we had to let the next person go because I was like, in any other context. We would have been right in that song for 30 minutes, you know, right? easily. <laughs> and so I was waiting for someone to break the ice, like, let's keep going. But, okay, take it <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, so good. Dude. So good. Thanks, man. And I'm Thank glad you. to hear you're doing well. Great to talk to you and, and your family. Glad and, you're uh, better. Oh, Thanks for so, getting better. So much better. Yeah, so a couple people, uh, one of my friends who was like, Man, I'm so glad he didn't die. And he was being genuine. I was like, legit, dude. Me too, brother. <laughs> like, I'm so glad I didn't die. But no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just glad we did that RV trip prior to getting sick, man. So worth it. But next time we'll come in through Colorado. All right, brother. Well, I will uh we'll host you. I will talk to you soon, hopefully. And uh, dude. many blessings. Love you. Later, brother. Love you too. Peace. Thanks again to Jared for coming on Explorers. Such a pleasure. Always good to talk with you. If you want to find out any more about what Jared's doing, I highly suggest that you go to cowritecommunity.com. If that's something that interests you, songwriting, worship leading, seriously, go to cowritecommunity.com. Sign up. It's going to bless your life. You can follow Jared on Instagram, at Jared Anderson, and uh, stay encouraged. For more episodes and other resources, check out jordanabina.com. Music created by Andrew Arcadi and hosted by me, Jordan Abina. See you next time.